You're listening to The Bloodline with LLS. We'll be joined by experts who will help us understand current issues and resources available to those diagnosed with blood cancer. Holidays and, you know, those things are, are mean so much more now than they did prior to cancer entering our lives. This may potentially be a cure for some patients. We'll also be speaking with patients and caregivers who will share their cancer journey with us to better understand life after diagnosis and let you know you're not alone. Beforehand, my job was to earn a living for my family. My wife said to me, your job now is to live. And that's what I'm doing. I'm living my life the way I want to live it, and I'm really enjoying it. It's a much more fulfilling life. Let's get started. Welcome to The Bloodline with LLS. My name is Elissa, and today we are podcasting live from CancerCon, a young adult cancer conference put on by Stupid Cancer. This year, the conference is taking place in Atlanta, Georgia, and is attended by several hundred young adult cancer patients, survivors, caregivers, and nonprofit and healthcare professionals. LLS is a proud sponsor of this annual event, which is attended by people affected by all cancers. However, blood cancer patients and survivors often represent around 40% of the total attendees each year. The LLS theme at this year's conference is the Roadmap of Survivorship. The term survivorship is defined by the National Cancer Institute as the health and well-being of a person with cancer from the time of diagnosis until the end of life. This includes the physical, mental, emotional, social, and financial effects of cancer that begin at diagnosis and continue through treatment and beyond. Patients and survivors can be at all different points along the survivorship road as progress and healing are not linear. In the exhibit hall, we have made up a diagram of what a road may look like, having many detours and pit stops along the way towards long-term survivorship. On the episode page, we will have a picture of the roadmap that we had at the conference. I encourage everybody to go take a look and see what the patients and survivors were taking a look at. There are all different points along the road, diagnosis, insurance, treatment, work, school, family planning, relapse, and then long-term remission. So we wanted to hear from the young adults with blood cancer on where they are along the road. Did they feel stuck somewhere? Have they revisited? some places along the road? Do they ever feel like they are moving backwards instead of forwards? While we will be interviewing young adults in this episode, survivorship is a topic that is relevant to all ages. We encourage you to stay tuned and find connection as all patients and survivors of cancer move along the long, windy road of survivorship. So let's get started. My name is Drew. I'm 31 years old and I have been cancer free for over five years, coming up on six years later this year. What kind of cancer? I had stage two Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. So I want you to take a look at the roadmap of survivorship. Where do you feel like you fit along the road right now? It feels like I'm very far down the road in regards to long-term remission. It is interesting because I did just notice the survivor's guilt. And I do think that's something that I've absolutely experienced. Yeah. It's something that I think is real. And especially for me in Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a very treatable form of cancer. I don't think 
most people understand. They just hear cancer and they correlate cancer to struggling and maybe even potentially death. Mm -hmm. Whereas Hodgkin's lymphoma is a very treatable form of it. And I had a relatively smooth treatment process. So I definitely dealt with this guilt where people were defining me and labeling me as something that I didn't really feel like I was right. for much of my process. Yeah, absolutely. Does anything else jump out at you on oh, that man. road? I think I noticed fear of relapse. I think my attention caught that. It's something that I've thought of at times when like a blood work might be a little bit weird. It's hard not to let your mind go there, but yeah, I think I have a pretty good relationship with that. And I do think that self-esteem and emotional and physical effects, I do feel like I'm better in those places than ever. I've really focused on my lifestyle, my overall holistic health since my cancer diagnosis, and I'm very much all in to healthy lifestyle and living. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned fear relapse with the blood tests. Are you still getting tests or scans so at this I'm point? I'm still doing blood work at least once a year, if not multiple times, because I have my oncologist as well as my primary care doctor. Yeah, I think that I'm aware of potential relapse, but also of long-term side effects as well. That's something that I'm interested in. Right. But I do think that I am in a comfortable and confident place that I'm doing everything that I can and that there is a certain aspect of things that are outside of our control that I am not worrying too much about. So you mentioned that you felt like things were pretty easy. Just looking at the whole road, how do you feel like that journey along the road has gone for you in general? I think before cancer, I was a little bit lost in life and I was doing things that I thought I was supposed to be doing. I had a good high paying job, but I wasn't necessarily happy and fulfilled with that job. And the shock that was the diagnosis and going through chemotherapy and scaring myself and people around me of just being told I have cancer, it was a big shock. And, yeah. But like I said, the treatment was relatively smooth. But what that shock gave me was this curiosity to explore a little bit. So post-cancer, when I was healthy enough to travel, I started traveling in South America. That's good. And I'd never stopped. So I live in Spain now after five years on the road and I'm living what feels like a very energized, purpose-filled life, which I credit to this time period from that diagnosis to the process and all the things that came up during it to creating and initiating the spark of wanting to live and explore inside of me that hasn't gone out quite yet. So it still feels like it's raging strong, the fire of adventure and exploration. And I don't imagine that that will be leaving me. That's time, awesome. So. I love it. That is quite the change after yes. a cancer diagnosis. Now, we have quite a lot of milestones on that road. Does anything particularly connect with you? Any milestone on there? Well, there's the work career. That's the one that stands out the most is I just totally changed everything and changed my focus. And I think that I had known at a deeper level that money was not the source of happiness. But I think I wanted to actually take action on that after going through a cancer process, not just talk about it, but put it into action. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Drew, our last question today on our patient podcast homepage, we have a quote that says, after diagnosis comes hope. Based on your cancer experience, how would you complete that sentence? After diagnosis comes. After diagnosis comes freedom, opportunity. All right, what does that mean to you? It means a different perspective, a different way of looking at the world, uh, a heightened sense of gratitude and appreciation and a sense of going for it and not waiting, doing the things that you've always wanted to do, doing the things that 
energize you and excite you. Yeah. And not waiting. There's no better time than now. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Drew, for taking the time to talk to me today. And I hope you have a great rest of the time at CancerCon. Thank you very much. First name is James. I'm 36 years old, diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia, so B-cell ALL. And right now I'm in long-term survivorship. Okay. So I want you to take a look at that roadmap of survivorship. Where do you feel like you fit along the road right now? I'm probably somewhere in this bend of long-term remission where there's like still some emotional effects and physical effects to keep sifting through, I would think. Yeah, yeah. So getting close to the long-term remission, but still not quite there. Yeah. How do you feel like this journey along the road has gone for you? I think at the beginning, I was very much like, oh, just going to push through and power through. And I had a great support system. was really honored by the amount of love. I was diagnosed in high school. And so I felt like I was going to be moving through all these phases really fast. I had a big hard moment about one month in. People who have leukemia treatment will know that first month is usually called induction. And I was not really educated about what would be coming after that. And so I thought at the end of induction, maybe I'd have a little bit more and I'd be done. But then I got hit with that day. Okay, your disease is looking good at the end of induction. Now here's the next two and a half years. And so that was really hard. And I've heard that in other people's stories. So that was a big struggle or tough time. Maintenance had its ups and downs. I had a diagnosis of a pneumocystis pneumonia the night that I graduated from high school. And that was actually the scariest moment. But since then, it's just been a roller coaster of remembering and honoring my past, but not dwelling on it. Just now in the last year or two, even though I work in the cancer healthcare space, realizing that I haven't really processed a lot of what I went through. So now I'm kind of learning, okay, it would be good to talk this out with a professional counselor and process some of the things instead of just burying them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Are there any milestones on this map that particularly jump out at you? One thing that's on here is insurance. The thing that's been interesting for me, it's probably different than the way most people would think of it is I had health insurance through my parents at the time, but now I don't have a coverage issue. So I have a good job, but life insurance is this new thing I'm running into with now having a child of my own, a wife and owning a home and the struggle of figuring out how to get a larger policy that makes my family feel secure. If something was to happen to me, that doesn't cost us an arm and a leg because of my cancer history. And that's just something that we still have a lot of ground to gain and how to improve that situation for survivors of cancer, I think. Absolutely. Some insurance companies, yes, you can get it after a certain amount of years in remission, but that does not mean it's going to be affordable. Exactly. So our last question, on our patient podcast homepage, we have a quote that says, after diagnosis comes hope. Based on your cancer experience, how would you complete that sentence? After diagnosis comes? After diagnosis comes shock, but then luckily for me, support in the midst of that shock. So while I was a typical teenage guy and I kind of shut down and was shocked for several days, I had a great community that did surround me and support me and love me and that made all the difference. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. We really appreciate it. And I really hope you enjoy the rest of your time at CancerCon. Of course, thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you. I'm Flavia Maoli. I'm 36 years old now. 
I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's when I was 23. So take a look at that roadmap of survivorship. Where do you feel like you fit along that road? Right now, I think I'm in the long-term remission. Yeah, just right there at the end where we have an ellipsis right there where who knows what's going to happen yeah. and build the story of your life. So how do you feel like the journey along that whole road has gone for you? Actually, for me, when I was diagnosed, I felt really lonely, like I was the only girl facing cancer in the world. Yes. And when I had the um, relapse of the cancer two years later, I decided to change it. So I started a blog to share my story. Okay. And from the blog, I became working with cancer patients. And now I'm the president of an institute in Brazil that helps cancer patients of any type of cancer. So for me, it was really important to keep on moving, even though I had cancer, because I stayed under treatment for like three years. I never knew how much longer I would live, mm -hmm. but we actually never know. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's something that I had to deal with. And now this year is my 10th anniversary Yay. of bone marrow transplants. Okay. So I'm really happy to see how far I came. But I only came so far because I was not afraid to make the next step without knowing how long I'll, I'll walk. Right. Now, do you feel like there are any milestones there that jump out at you? I think post-treatment was really tough. Yeah, how so? Because it's like you have to go back to normal life, mm -hmm. but life's never normal again. Right. It's never the same after yeah. the diagnosis. So for me, it was challenging because I felt like I needed to do something with my life. I needed to do something meaningful for me and for others. Mm -hmm. But somehow when you're young, people expect it's like you're rehearsing your life, you know? Yes. Like, uh, it's not your real life. Your real life will start when you have kids, when you graduate, when you get married. And so it was really hard for me to understand that I had to live what I could and not what people expect me to do. Yes, live your own life. Yeah. I like it. So our final question, on our patient podcast homepage, we have a quote that says, after diagnosis comes hope. Based on your cancer experience, how would you complete that sentence? After diagnosis comes... Courage. Courage. What does that mean to you? I mean, you have to be really brave to keep on living despite of cancer and understand that we will never know what's going to happen next. Right. So life is always surprising for us, especially when you had cancer this young. It's like you have to just be brave enough to go ahead. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And I really hope that you enjoy the rest of your time at CancerCon. Thank you. Thank you so much. My name is Sarah. I am 35 and my diagnoses have been neuroblastoma and acute myeloid leukemia, as well as having a bone marrow transplant. And where are you at after I your transplant? I am in remission right now. Wonderful. So I want you to take a look at the roadmap of survivorship. Where do you feel like you fit along the road right now? Long-term remission. I'm That's great. Seven years out from my transplant. Okay. I love to hear it. 
Oh, how do you feel like the journey along the road has gone for you? It has been extremely bumpy and definitely a lot of hills on that road. Yes. Are there any milestones that jump out at you in particular? I would say chronic care has been the biggest. I've had a lot of complications that were unexpected and getting over those have been the hardest part. Yeah, that's tough. And physically, it's been a difficulty for you too, right? Oh yeah, I ended up with a very uncommon complication. I ended up with a brain parasite called toxoplasmosis oh, goodness. after my transplant and it caused a cognitive injury. It caused some intestinal pancreatitis and then recovering from that has been just as hard compared to the bone marrow transplant as well. And that's taken a huge toll and learning to recover from that has definitely been a journey in itself. So our final question today, on our patient podcast homepage, we have a quote that says, after diagnosis comes hope. Based on your cancer experience, how would you complete that sentence? After diagnosis comes? I would have to say struggle, but then once you find your footing, you just find a way to move forward. And there are people who are there to help you. When you find your people, you learn how to get there. Absolutely. And you sometimes just are lucky enough to meet the friends who help carry you through it as well. Yes, find that support. Exactly, and that's essential. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed CancerCon. I know it's been a few years since you've been able to come. So welcome back, and I hope you enjoy the rest of it. Thank you. I've had a wonderful time here. My name is John. I'm 32 years old. My diagnosis is Hodgkin lymphoma, and I was diagnosed with it back in 2018. And where are you at with your treatment now? Five years in remission. Awesome. So I want you to take a look at that roadmap of survivorship. Where do you feel right now that you fit along that road? I would say probably long-term in remission. Feeling like Now, how do you feel like the journey along the road has gone for you? Um, been kind of rough and... Was a little bit in a dark place, but kind of got out of it. That's good. I'm glad you were able to get out of it. We know that healing is not linear. It tends to be a very squiggly road, just like that picture right there. Yeah. Now, are there any milestones on there that you feel like jump out at you on that roadmap? Probably school, because that's where I got diagnosed with my, um. Um, my lymphoma my sophomore year. I thought I was with infections, and then... When doctor told me, hey, you got cancer, I was so upset and, and it felt bad. And, yeah. and I had to go back from school to home to do my chemo treatments. So it was very hard and very rough. Yeah. I'm glad that things seem to be going better now and you feel like you're really on that road to long-term remission. Does that feel better now? Yeah, it feels a whole lot better. It is hard to look back at those times, though. So our final question, on our patient podcast homepage, we have a quote that says, after diagnosis comes hope. 
So based on your cancer experience, how would you complete that sentence? After diagnosis comes. After diagnosis comes. Mm. That's a hard one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you always want to just say hope. <laughs> yeah, just hope and good life. Well, thank you so much, John, for joining us today. And I hope that you have a great rest of your time at CancerCon. Is this your first one? Yes, it's my first one. Wonderful. What are you thinking so far? It's great. This has been really great. I got to meet people that are diagnosed like I am. And this is really, really awesome to be around with good, positive people. I've been around some negativity before. Yes. And this is a big change for me. And Yeah. And they just understand you. Yeah they, yeah, they understand where I come from. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, John. Appreciate it. It's no problem. So we've heard from a few patients and survivors already. And wow, what incredible stories and journeys along the road of survivorship. We're hearing different experiences, but we're also hearing some similarities. So let's take a listen to a few more. My name is Adrian. I'm in remission right now, 27. I've been in remission for uh, 16 years now, and I'm a childhood leukemia survivor. Okay, what kind of leukemia? It was a combination of AML and ALL. Now I can't remember which was which, but it was like 85% of one and 15% of the other. Wow. Yeah. So I want you to take a look at the roadmap of survivorship. Where do you feel like you fit along that road right now? I think Thank God, it's safe to say uh, at the long-term remission. I love it, okay. Yes. So how do you feel like that journey along the whole road has gone for you? I just talked about this in one of the sessions you're in, but I think it's been one long discovery process of myself. Yes. Other than the physical hardships I had when I was going through treatment, I think for me, being a kid, it was this thing you experience and then you go back into the real world and then over that time, I've been kind of coming back to that. And I feel like this whole event here, I'm linking those two things together to that kid when I had, was sick when I was younger. Yeah, definitely. So are there any milestones along the map that jump out at you? Yeah, I would say diagnosis. I still have a vivid memory of that. Oh, do you? That. Yes. How old were you? I was nine years old. Okay. There was no symptoms leading up to it. I was at public school at the time in Brooklyn. I remember just having this really sharp pain in my leg. Right. And I literally couldn't walk down the stairs. All of a sudden, somebody had to help me down the stairs and I couldn't make it up the block. And just everything happening so fast. To this day, I think my grandma who passed away a couple of years ago because she recommended a specialist and I'm here today because of that. I still That's firmly believe good. that. Wonderful. Our final question today, on our patient podcast homepage, we have a quote that says, after diagnosis comes hope. Based on your cancer experience, how would you complete that sentence? After diagnosis comes... I'm going to say insight. Insight that nobody else really has. And I'm going to say to everybody listening to this to follow that insight. Don't try and fit back into where you think you were or where you were going to be before life with cancer. Cancer is a part of you for the rest of your life, mentally, where you set yourself up, your support group. So 
stay with it. Don't forget about it. That's my biggest thing. That's great advice. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Adrian, for joining us today. We really appreciate you. And I hope you have a good time at the rest of CancerCon. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Crystal. Age at diagnosis was 32. And the stage was 4B Hodgkins. Okay. How old are you now? I am 38 now. Okay. So I want you to take a look at the roadmap of survivorship. Where do you feel like you fit along that road right now? Probably long-term remission. I've been out of treatment with no recurrence for five years now. So probably there. Uh, awesome. So, yeah. So how do you feel like the journey along the road has gone for you? It's been ups and downs, yeah. you know, treatment itself is tough. It's a lot. I was living in Las Vegas and my mom came out to help me with treatment and the first treatment just completely kicked my butt. <laughs> yeah. And I realized pretty quickly that my friend group out in Las Vegas was not equipped to really help me. They were all wage workers where they were just barely making it very young and couldn't take off if I had an emergency. Yeah, you need a caregiver. Yeah, yeah. So I made the decision after that first treatment and I saw how hard it was to move back home to North Carolina. So I lost my job, I lost my town, I lost my community, I lost my independence that I had built up Yeah. and then moved back home. And after treatment, it wasn't wonderful either. You're starting to deal with your body is still different and it's slowly getting back up to snuff, but some things just aren't ever gonna be the same again because that's just how things are. It took about a year for me to figure out what I wanted to do in terms of work and stuff. Fortunately, my family really supported me and I got into doing voiceover work and I've been able, because my family supported me, to really pursue the arts and that has been good. And it's been good finding other people within that community who also have physical disabilities. I didn't know there were so yes. many people. So I found community there. I have found community because of the cancer community. And so things have been rough, but they've also been good at the same time. Very good, love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any milestones along that road that particularly jump out at you? I don't know, uh, insurance. Insurance, yes. <laughs> Learning how to navigate insurance was rough. One of the other charities that we have here that is actually to help people navigate things like FMLA and insurance stuff and all that jazz, because that was such a maze to me when I was going through my diagnosis and getting set up on disability insurance and stuff like that. I had no idea how any of that worked. Yes, <laughs> I totally understand course. that. Yes. <laughs> All right, so on our patient podcast homepage, we have a quote that says, after diagnosis comes hope. Based on your cancer experience, how would you complete that sentence? After diagnosis comes. For me, that thing about after diagnosis comes hope was true. I knew I was really, really sick. I knew in my bones that I was dying. So when I got my diagnosis, it was like, oh my God, I know what's wrong with me now. And when I found out it was Hodgkin specifically, it was like, 
okay, I'm probably going to actually get better. I was no longer in a state of actively dying. Right. It was like, I might actually survive this. I have a pretty good chance of surviving this. I tell people my diagnosis day was like my vindication day because I had friends telling me it was all in my head, even as I was losing weight, unable to eat, going through all of these symptoms. So it was a good day. My diagnosis good. day was a good day. Good. It is nice to finally get that diagnosis. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Crystal, for joining us today. And I hope that you have just such a wonderful time at CancerCon. Yeah, it's been great. My name is Alexander. I'm 17 years old, a senior in high school, and I was diagnosed about a year ago with stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. So take a look at the roadmap of survivorship. Where do you feel like you fit along the road right now? Yeah, it's a convoluted path and it's rarely a linear one, but I would say I'm post-treatment. I'm in remission and kind of navigating life as a survivor and reconciling my six months of treatment with my identity as a high schooler. Right. So how do you feel like the journey along that road has gone for you? If you were to ask me the day before I was diagnosed to imagine what it would be like, I would never have told you because there are so many cliches and narratives that we expect that we model our notion of cancer after. But as a patient, I noticed that I did not fit into any cliches when I was diagnosed. I expected I would experience some profound existential revelation, I would cry, I would feel something, but I just stared at the doctor and asked him if I was going to lose my hair. Oh. I didn't feel anything, so I went to school every day when I wasn't in the hospital, and I actually did very, very well, which I never would have expected I could do. And when I finished treatment, I didn't feel as if I had won a battle, I felt as if I had just survived, and I just existed, because cancer is inherently senseless in that it's a soulless product of random mutations. It doesn't have any meaning, yeah. which I think like mainstream narratives kind of obscure. They phrase it as like a grand battle, a journey of warriors, but I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that my fight started until I was in remission, right. at which point I kind of felt both an intrinsic obligation and just a like a sense of purpose and fun in advocacy and volunteering and cancer-related work. Yeah, sometimes you do feel like you're not doing anything necessarily, right, yeah, to I, get better. You're just right. doing what you're told, so, and then you just survive. Yeah, everything was done in the passive mood. I was given chemotherapy. All this stuff was done onto me, but I was just a passenger, and I would show up for appointments. I would take my pills, and that was that. So I think there isn't much to say about existing with cancer because that's really all it is you're existing in spite of cancer and that's something that I realized that I was doing everything I was succeeding but I was doing these things only in spite of cancer and that I would never be the same as if I wasn't on cancer I could always do better but I was just striving to achieve what had once been normal once the barrier of cancer went away and chemotherapy my inertia really carried me through just to go above and beyond what I would ever expected before yeah so are there any milestones along this map that particularly jump out at you? Yeah. I think diagnosis has always been the most important milestone for me. Yeah. Because that's the only part at which I felt my life had changed. Mm -hmm. And everything from there on, I was just kind of surviving. But when I was diagnosed, it wasn't necessarily that my life was shattered. I just, I kind of looked at everything differently. 
I don't know how I felt, but it wasn't what you'd expect. Kind of that break in time where it's a before cancer and after cancer, right? Yeah, so some people describe cancer as a sort of rebirth in that. I think I didn't feel reborn, though, until after treatment. I felt that certainly there was a before cancer and after cancer, but it's muddy. And because your brain doesn't readily adapt to being diagnosed with cancer. Um, Yes. I mean, at least mine did and some people's does. Some people go into shock. Some people experience all these emotions, but I didn't. I just felt like a teenager going into treatment. I just had been told I had cancer. So diagnosis stands out to me because while on one hand, it's a large change in your life. It's a dramatic shift. And now your visions for the future just morph into something completely different. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't really change as a person. I think you just reveal underlying aspects of yourself. Mm -hmm. And in that, you're kind of the same. It wasn't until after treatment for me that I actually felt like I was starting to grow. Right. So our final question, on our patient podcast homepage, we have a quote that says, after diagnosis comes hope. Based on your cancer experience, how would you complete that sentence? After diagnosis comes... After diagnosis comes, for me, meaning. I think that's what it was about for me because I mentioned this earlier, but cancer, especially in children, targets without discernible cause, it's senseless. And for me, my journey, if you will, after diagnosis was about assigning meaning and bringing my own meaning to cancer. So I think that's sort of what everything has built up to is finding purpose and experience within cancer, which has no meaning on its own. And so it's a very personal journey in that, right. um, that it's about the meaning that you can bring to it. Some people will say that everything happens for a reason. Oh, cancer, this is your sign. But that's not true. I, cancer didn't teach me anything. Cancer is not a teacher. It's a killer. I didn't learn anything from cancer, but I learned things from myself and the way I processed it. And I had to teach myself these things. They didn't come to me. Yeah. But I think that's what life after treatment was about. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Alexander, for joining us today. I hope you have been enjoying your very first time at CancerCon. And again, thank you so much for talking to us. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm Jason. I am 20 years old. I was diagnosed with lymphoepithelial carcinoma stage 2 and Hodgkin's lymphoma stage 1. I currently finished radiation like three-ish weeks ago, so I'm post-treatment now. So I want you to take a look at the roadmap of survivorship. Where do you feel like you fit along that road right now? I'd probably say in the school and work career. I am in nursing school at the University of New Mexico, and I currently work at UNM Hospital as well. So just getting my life back on track. Yeah, kind of stuck in that circle for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So how do you feel like the journey along this road has gone for you so far? At first, I would say it was kind of slow. It took about six months from when I found my tumor to get my diagnosis. And then after that, it progressed very rapidly. And so I had my first diagnosis in January and second diagnosis in February. And then had chemo in March, April, May. Radiation, June, July, and I just finished. And the lymphoma was your second diagnosis? Yeah, lymph- okay. yeah, the Hodgkin's lymphoma was my second diagnosis. Are there any milestones along that road that particularly jump out at you? Treatment was a big one. I was stuck there for a while. I mean, other people have had treatment for years and years. Yeah. But I had to stop going to work at school. I was in the ICU for a little bit. And 
I just felt like I had to pause there for a long time. It wasn't like I could continue with school or work or anything. And I'm very grateful for my parents taking care of me and paying for everything, all of the necessities while I was not working. So I feel like I was stuck at treatment for a while. Yeah, definitely feel stuck. Yeah. Our final question today on our patient podcast homepage, we have a quote that says, after diagnosis comes hope. Based on your cancer experience, how would you complete that sentence? After diagnosis comes? I would say after diagnosis comes acceptance. It took me a little bit to accept that I had cancer and it's hard to just be like, oh, you know, I'll be fine. I'll get over it. But it's not something that you just get over. It's not really a bump in the road. It's a big mountain and you have to climb up and then you get over it and you just have to accept the hair loss and the appetite the weight loss the scars you just have to accept it because you can't change it you can't get rid of it it will never not be a part of your story so you have to say yep i had cancer and that was that but that doesn't define me and it is what it is i love that well thank you so much jason for joining us today we really appreciate it and i hope you have a great time at the rest of cancer con thank you so much thank you Hi, my name is Lucas. I am freshly 24, and I had acute lymphoblastic lymphoma. And I am, as of August 9th of 2023, two years cancer-free. So exciting. All right, so I want you to take a look at that roadmap of survivorship. Where do you feel like you fit along that road right now? I would say near the end in the long-term remission, but honestly, I don't see me on this map because I see the new version of me is a new and improved version. Not that the previous version prior to my cancer journey was bad by any means, but Mm -hmm. uh, I think I've taken a lot, I've grown a lot, and there's so many positives to take away, so many beautiful experiences uh, throughout the journey. So how do you feel like the journey along the road has gone for you this whole time? I'm an empath by default, and so I always try to find the optimism in everything and the silver linings. There were some negatives, some hard times for sure. Yeah. But uh, there's always a way to spin it, to frame it in a way that really makes you enjoy the moment and make everything as valuable as you can. Are there any milestones on that map that particularly jump out at you? I see the words family, uh, the sex and intimacy part, survivor's guilt for sure. Yeah. Um, I consider it uh, fortunate that I was able to be in the pediatric care, even as an older teenager when I was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Being around all these younger kids, some people viewed as negative. But for me, being like that big brother role was everything for me. That's great. So our final question on our patient podcast homepage, we have a quote that says, after diagnosis comes hope based on your cancer experience, how would you finish that sentence? After diagnosis comes. After diagnosis comes a new take on life. What does that mean to you? It means that anything is possible. There's no limitations. You can do anything and whatever you see fit for uh, the rest of your life, make the most of it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Lucas, for joining us today. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your second cancer con. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This concludes our first episode podcasting live from CancerCon 2023. Be sure to stay tuned for the next episode where we will be interviewing some of the presenters at CancerCon to hear the highlights of their presentations on the unique issues that affect young adults with cancer. 
And thank you to everyone listening today. The Bloodline with LLS is one part of the mission of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society to improve the quality of lives of patients and their families. Did you know that you can get more involved with the Bloodline podcast? Be sure to check out our subscriber lounge, where you can gain access to exclusive content, discuss episodes with other listeners, make suggestions for future topics, or share your story to potentially be featured as a future guest. You will also receive an email notification for each new episode. Join for free today at thebloodline.org forward slash subscriber lounge. In addition to the lounge, we could use your feedback to help us continue to provide the engaging content for all people affected by cancer. We would like to ask you to complete a brief survey that can be found in the show notes or at thebloodline.org. This is your opportunity to provide feedback and suggested topics that will help so many people. We would also like to know about you and how we can serve you better. The survey is completely anonymous and no identifying information will be taken. However, if you would like to contact LLS staff, please email thebloodline at lls.org. We hope this podcast helped you today. Stay tuned for more information on the resources that LLS has for you or your loved ones who have been affected by cancer. Have you or a loved one been affected by a blood cancer? LLS has many resources available to you. Financial support, peer-to-peer connection, nutritional support, and more. We encourage patients and caregivers to contact our information specialists at 1-800-955-4572 or go to lls.org forward slash patient support. You can find more information on programs for young adults at lls.org forward slash young adults. All of these links will be found in the show notes or at thebloodline.org. Thank you again for listening. Be sure to subscribe to The Bloodline so you don't miss an episode. We look forward to having you join us next time. Thanks for listening to The Bloodline with LLS. We can be found on iTunes and other great podcatchers. You can subscribe at www.thebloodline.org. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Keep up with LLS by following us on Twitter at LLSUSA and Facebook at the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Until next time.